Today, I want to talk to you about how do you come back from a mistake? How do you come back from a mistake? And I just really believe God's going to speak to hearts. And I believe over the next several weeks, as your friends, as your family, as your coworkers, people at your school come and you bring them here, I just really believe God's going to help people make a comeback. How many know it's never too late? It's never too late. Kind of a thrust for this series. I introduced it on Easter. Let me just put it back into your minds again. Here's the thrust of this series. Jesus made a comeback so that you can make a comeback. Jesus made a comeback so that you can make a comeback. Coming back from a mistake. And I know in my own life, this has been something that I've been through. And I know the challenge of it because I have made poor choices in life that have caused me to have a setback. I've, I've made choices in friendships and I've hurt friends, I've wounded friends, I've said things that I wish I could take back and I've literally had to go and apologize and ask for forgiveness because of a setback in a friendship because of my poor choices. I, in my marriage, and I've, I've hurt my wife over 20 years of being married that there have been times that I have hurt her or neglected her or got so caught up in work and I've injured her and, and I've had had to go and be, and kind of make a comeback in our marriage because of a of a setback because of my poor choices. I think about my own health. I found myself in in the hospital on a couple of occasions because I was not taking care of myself. I was stressed out. I was anxious. Felt like I was having a heart attack. And in my health, I needed a comeback. Even with God, I have blown it. I have messed up. I have made mistakes. And in my spiritual life, a walk with God, I have needed a comeback. Here's what I know. No matter how old you are, how young you are, no matter how long you've been a Christian or if you're here today and you've never given your life to Christ, here's what I know. Every one of us have one thing in common. We've all made poor choices in life that have set us back. Every one of us. Everybody has had a setback, but not everybody makes a comeback. Everybody has a setback, but not everybody makes a comeback. And I want you to make a comeback. And more than I want you to, God wants you to. So today what we're going to do is we're going to look at a young man in the Bible who had a setback because of his poor choices. He had a major setback, but he also made a major comeback. And his story is going to teach us how we can make a comeback. And what I want to do is I want to give you four steps to come back from a mistake. Four steps to come back from a mistake. And you can find the story in Luke chapter number 15. Now let me say to all of you that have been Christ followers for a long time, as I began to introduce this story, don't you tune me out. Well, I know this story. I've got, I got this story down. I know this is a very famous portion of scripture, but I really believe God has given me some insight to this text today that's going to help you overcome and become and overcome and have a comeback and overcome every setback that you've had. So I really want you to tune in. Don't tune me out because of the popularity of the text. If you're not familiar with the story in Luke chapter 15, it's about a young man. He's called the prodigal son. And he goes to his father and he asks his father for his share of the inheritance of the estate. And he was supposed to wait till his father died 
before he received the inheritance. So he's, he's basically saying, Dad, I don't need you anymore. I don't want you in my life anymore. And so he takes the inheritance and he goes to a foreign land, a distant land. And the Bible says that he begins to spend all that he had in wild living. And in this distant land, he finds himself broke, homeless, starving to death, and working in a pig pen. He's so hungry, he's longing to eat what the pigs are eating. This young man was in need of a comeback. I want to dive in and talk to you from this man's life, four steps to a comeback. The first step is this. Number one, come to your senses. Come to your senses. Just look at your neighbor and say, man, already on point one, he's talking about you. Go ahead and let him know. Yeah, already. I mean, man, he's already. My goodness. Luke chapter. Let's look together. Luke chapter 15, verse 17. Let's look at the text. Luke chapter 15, verse 17. It says this. When he came to his senses, when he came to his senses, he said, how many of my father's hired servants have food to spare? And here I am starving to death. This young man, the scripture says, came to his senses. And I want you to notice the first thing he does when he comes to his senses. He begins to evaluate where his life is. He says, here I am starving to death in a pig pen. And in my father's home, there's food to spare. He begins to think to himself, this doesn't make any sense at all. Here's what I want us to grasp. To make a comeback we have to come to our senses and have an honest evaluation of our life. To have a comeback, we have to come to our senses and have an honest evaluation of our life. And when you begin to evaluate your life, there are times you begin to think, I've made some poor choices and, and I've had a setback. You begin to evaluate your life, you begin to think things like, I'm not where I want to be. Or maybe you begin to think, I've been doing the same thing over and over again and hoping for different results, but yet things are just staying the same. You're, you're just evaluating your life. My friendships are not where they, where they ought to be. My, my dating relationship is not where I want it to be. My marriage is not where it should be. My, my career, my, my finances, my, my, my children, my, my, my life is not where I want it to be. You begin to have honest evaluation, honest reflection when you come to your senses. You see, friends, when you have a setback and you begin to come to your senses, you begin to evaluate where you are. Where are you today? Where are you? You begin to evaluate. I'm in a pig pen. I'm stuck. I'm, I'm going backwards. I'm going the wrong direction in life. Uh, you begin to evaluate. Some of you will say, I've hit rock bottom. And I want to encourage you, if you're in a pig pen, you're going the wrong direction, don't deny where you are. Don't try to make it appear better than what it is. You ever seen somebody do that? Like, you know it's going bad, and they're trying to fake it. Just, just listen, you, you got to just get to the place where you, where, you can, where you can just say, I'm not going to try to make this better than what it is. It's not good. I'm in a pig pen. D -d Don't try to say, you know what, my boyfriend hits me. But it's good. No, it's not. It's not good. You, you got to be honest about where you are. I'm upside down financially, and I'm charging all my bills on a credit card. But it's all good. No, you got to be honest about where you are. You, you got to be honest. My, 
my, my, I'm about to lose my family, but I'm okay. No, it's not. It's not okay. My, my, my best friend is, is strung out on drugs and I find myself every evening in the drug house with them, but I'm okay. Yes, everything's good. You got to be honest about where you are. I'm addicted myself, but it's okay. No, no, you got to be honest about where you are. You say, Pastor, why is this so important? Because you won't make a comeback until you realize you need one. So you got to be honest about where you are, where you find yourself in life, so that you can realize you need a comeback. I want you to grasp this today. To make a comeback, we have to come to our senses and evaluate who we are in Christ. We have to evaluate who we are in Christ. I want you to notice what he says in Luke chapter 15, verse 17 and verse 18. He says, when he came to his census, he said, how many of my, my, my father's hired servants have food to spare? And here I am starving to death. I will set out and go back to my father and say to him, father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. When the young man came to his senses, he began to reevaluate his relationship with his father. He began to realize he had a father who loved him. He began to realize he had a father that would take care of him. But, but I want you to understand the story. When he left home, he thought, I don't need my father anymore. He, he had a wrong view. He had a distorted view of his father. And friends, you won't make a comeback if you have a wrong view of your heavenly father, you have to know who God is, even in the pig pen. You got to know who God is, even when you're in the pig pen of life. You got to still begin to understand and realize God is still loving. God is still kind. I don't care how bad your mistake is. God is still merciful. God is still gracious. God is a God of a second chance. Pastor, I blew the second chance. He's a God of a third chance. I blew the third chance. He's a God of the fourth chance. Pastor, you haven't got to me yet. He's a God of a thousandth chance. I want you to understand, you have to know who God is. Even in a pig pen, God is not like some of your family members. He isn't trying to hold what you did over your head. He's not mad at you. He's not trying to get even with you. He has not given up on you. Jesus made a comeback so that you could make a comeback. Friends, God's not trying to pay you back. He's trying to bring you back. He wants you to make a comeback more than you want to make a comeback. But you got to evaluate who you are. You see, friends, you have to understand this. Even if you're a Christian, here's what I want you to get. I really want this to sink into your heart. If you have given your life to Jesus Christ, no matter the mistake that you've made, you're still a child of God. If you're giving your life to Christ, I don't care where you are in the pig pen, you're still his child. And the prodigal son said this. He says, in my father's house, he still knew that he was his father's child, even though he blew it big time. And you have to realize if you have given your life to Christ and I don't care the mistake you've made, you are God's child. No matter how much you messed up, you still belong to God. Even in the pig pen, you're a child of God. He's still your father. I, I have four children, my wife and I. And sometimes people can think that the pastor's kids, you know, they're kind of special. And No, my kids are just like yours. They got a sin nature just like yours. They make stupid decisions just like your children. 
They've lied and stole stuff and hid stuff and got in arguments and say stuff to each other and other people that they shouldn't say. And but can I tell you something? No matter what my children do, I still love them. They're still Cooper kids. I've got grace for them. No matter what they've done, I still believe in them. I believe in the, the call of God on their life, that God has a great plan for their life. They can't do anything that would diminish my love or my belief in them. And friends, can I tell you, I can't love my children better than God loves you. God loves you way more than I love my children. I'm telling you, if you've given your heart to Christ, I don't care what you've done. He loves you. He believes in you. He has a plan for your life. You're still a child of God. Even in the pig pen, you're still more than a conqueror. Even in the pig pen, God is with you right there. Let me give you a second step to a comeback. Number one is you got to come to your senses. Number two is take responsibility for what you can change. Take responsibility for what you can change. Notice this in Luke 15 and verse 18. He says, I will set out and go back to my father and say to him, Father, I, at at all of our people's church, churches, all of our locations, everybody shout, I. I. That's a very key word. He says, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. The prodigal son took responsibility for his poor decisions. He said, I have sinned against heaven and against my father. And friends, taking personal responsibility is huge for making a comeback. Here's what happens when you and I take responsibility. When you take responsibility, number one is this, you don't play the blame game. You don't play the blame game. The prodigal son said this, I have sinned. He didn't blame his daddy, didn't blame his mama, didn't blame his brother. His cra- How many of you know his brother was crazy? You know, if you just read the story, he's crazy. But he didn't blame his crazy brother. He didn't blame the circumstances. He didn't say, well, you know, when I was growing up, my parents played favorites. That's why I did that. It was a school I grew up in. It was, it's because I didn't make first string on the sports team. It was, I was abused or life was just hard. And that's why I'm in this ping ping. No, no, no. You know what the young man said? I, I have sinned. I did this. It's my fault. I messed up. I made some poor decisions. I am where I am because of my choices. And so many people never make a comeback because they spend their life playing the blame game. And friends, let me be honest with you. We can all find a million reasons to blame everyone and everything. But the reality is, We won't make a comeback blaming everybody else. Blaming everyone else, let me tell you what it does to you and I. It paralyzes us. It keeps us stuck in the pig pen. I like how the writer of Proverbs describes this concept that I'm teaching you about. He says in Proverbs chapter 19 and verse 3, he says, People ruin their lives, or that could be people ruin their their, their marriage or their relationships or their family or their friendships, or or that could be their, their money or their health or their career. People ruin their lives by their own foolishness and then are angry at the Lord. You know, we 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 make those choices, then we say, God, why did you let it happen? God's like, why are you blaming me? You did that. And friends, you can never make a comeback blaming everyone 
for where you are. You have to take ownership of your life, ownership of your decisions, or else you will stay in the pig pen. Let me tell you what Herbert Cooper has learned. Let me talk to you personally about what I've learned as God has helped me understand this biblical principle. And here's what I've learned. Most things in my life are where they are because of my decisions. I am where I am today because of my decisions. I've had, I've had to come to grips with that, not blame anybody else. My happiness is where it is today because of my decisions. My emotional stability is where it is because of my decisions. My spiritual life, my relationship with God is where it is today because of my decisions. My health is where it is today because of my decisions. My marriage, my children are where they are today because of my decisions. My finances, my career is where it is today because of my decisions. And I've learned to take ownership Instead of playing the blame game. Because let me tell you what the blame game does. The blame game, blaming other people, blaming circumstances, gives away power to the other person. It gives power. It just just kind of causes you not to be able to change. Because you're putting your success and your life in other people's hands when you play the blame game. You say, Pastor, you're just a little naive. You know you didn't get in that pig pen by yourself. Well, let me, I'm not naive, I promise you. I understand, I understand a little bit about life like you do as well. And I'm not naive. I, I realize other people have impacted my life. I do realize other people have helped me to get in pig pens at times in my life. But I also realize I played a role in it. In most cases, I played a big role in it. And I'm not going to, listen, if I don't own my decisions of how I got in the pig pen, I can't own my decisions on how I'm going to get out. If you spend your life blaming everybody else of why you're in the pig pen, you're never going to take ownership to get yourself out of the pig pen. Blaming people, blaming circumstances will keep you stuck and in a pig pen. So here's what we have to start doing, church. You have to stop blaming and start changing. Because you'll rarely meet somebody who, do, who does both at the same time. People who blame rarely change. But when you start changing, you stop blaming. We have to come to our senses. We have to begin to take responsibility. And when we take responsibility, we stop playing the blame game. Let me tell you what else happens when we take responsibility. Number two is this. You don't live in the mistake. You learn from the mistake. When you take responsibility, you don't live in the mistake. You learn from the mistake. The prodigal son decided he wasn't going to live in it. He was going to learn from it. Here's what the prodigal son decided. He decided enough is enough. No more pig pen. No more wallowing around in this mess. He said, I'm going back home. And like many of us, we can all struggle with this. He struggled as well. This this, this son struggled with beating himself up over his mistake. Notice this in Luke 15, verse 19. He says, I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants. This young man was struggling about his mistake. He was beating himself up, but I do like the fact that he did not allow his feelings of unworthiness to keep him from going home. See, this young man was learning from his mistake. And some of you today cannot get out of the pig pen because you're living in it 
instead of learning from it. Can I encourage somebody today? Would you stop disqualifying yourself from a comeback? Would you stop beating yourself up? Would you decide that you're going to learn from it instead of live in it? Some of you are just living in the past and living in the mistakes. Stop living in it and begin to learn from it. Learn from the broken relationship. Learn from the divorce. Learn from the poor decision. Learn from the addiction. Learn from getting fired. Learn from the bankruptcy. Learn from the bad habit. Learn from it. Don't live in it. Let me tell you something. God still loves you. God still has a plan for you. God wants you to make a comeback. And when you take responsibility about where you are and about the pig pen situation, you quit living in it and you learn from it. Number three is this. There's a third one I want you to see here. And that is you focus on what you can change, not on what you can't change. When you take responsibility, you focus on what you can change, not what you can't change. This young man did not focus on what he couldn't change. Let me tell you something about this young man. He could not change the fact he rebelled against his father. It's done. He couldn't change the fact that he spent all of the inheritance. It's done. He couldn't change the fact that all of his friends left him, that he's in a pig pen and he's starving to death. He could just spend all of his life focused on what he cannot change. It's over, boy. You did it. You blew it. You messed up. But he decided, I'm not going to just stay focused on what I can't change. And so he began to focus on what he could change. And he changed his attitude. He changed his tone. He changed his perspective about himself and about his father. He changed and decided, I'm going to go back home. And friends, you will never experience a comeback from a mistake by focusing on what you can't change. It'll never help you. It'll never propel you into what God has for your life. All focusing on the mistake will do is put a barrier between you and your comeback. Start focusing on what you can change. That's for somebody today. You've made the mistake. You're in the pig pen. Would you start focusing on what you can change? Let me ask you a question. What can you change? What can you change? Right there where you are in that dilemma, in that situation, what can you change? You can change your attitude. You can change your perspective. Some of you, you need to change your friends. You, you, can, you can change. You can change your job. You, you can change your spiritual life by saying, I'm going to start praying and reading my Bible every day. I'm, I'm going to start coming to church every week. There's there some things you can do. You can go to Growth Track. I encourage you following this service. Go to Growth Track today. And out in the main lobby there, you'll see the Growth Track room. Go there and discover your purpose and what God has for your life. There are some things you can change. Some of you, it's go back to school and get your education. Get your master's or your doctor's degree. Some of you, it's start, start to date again. I couldn't get an amen there. That's okay. For some of you, it's find somebody else to date. You can change. Change how you treat people. You can start working out. You can start eating better. You can start getting out of a debt. Start focusing on what you can change. And stop focusing on what you can't change. So key to making a comeback. You've got to come to your senses. You have to take responsibility for what you can change. Number three is this. Number three is this. You got to get up. You got to get up. Number three is you got to get up. After you come to your senses and you take responsibility for what you can change, then you have to get up. This is my favorite point right here. 
got to get up. Notice what it says in Luke chapter 15 and verse 20. So he got up. I'm just stopping right there. He got up. He got up. You have to get up and get out the pig pen. Let me tell you, if you're going to make a comeback, you have to get a get up mindset. That's what some of you need today is a get up mindset. A get up mindset says enough is enough. I'm getting up. A get up mindset says I'm getting out of this pig pen. I'm not making any more excuses. I'm getting up. I'm not blaming anybody else. I'm getting up. I'm not going to keep feeling sorry for myself. I'm getting up. I'm not going to keep complaining about the pig pen. I'm getting up. I'm going to stop blaming my past and my childhood. I'm getting up. I'm going to stop blaming friends. I'm getting up. I'm not going don't blame the job I am getting up you got to decide I'm getting up I'm not gonna stay in this pig pen a get up mindset stops looking at the past and starts looking at the future a get up mindset it ignores the haters and gets around some celebrators get up I'm talking to somebody today that you're in the middle of a pig pen and you got to get a get up mindset. A get up mindset stops doubting and starts believing. Get up. I'm talking to somebody today. You're in the pig pen feeling sorry for yourself. Get up. Pastor, you don't know how many mistakes I've made. I don't want to hear about it. Get up. I can't move forward in life. Yes, you can. Get up. Boy, if I had an organ, I'd preach right now, but y'all know I'm a teacher. I'm a teacher. I'm a teacher. I'm a teacher. Get up! Come on, just touch your neighbor on your right and tell him, get up! Look at your neighbor on the left and say, get up! Don't keep living in the pig pen. Get up! Quit living in the mistake. Quit living in the past. Get up! I'm trying to push somebody today. Get up! I'm trying to get you past your excuses. Get up! I'm trying to get you to your destiny. Get up. I'm trying to help you have a comeback. Get up. Get up. Get out the pig pen. Get up today. Get up. Number four is this. The fourth step to a comeback is go back to your father. Go back to your father. Notice what it says in Luke chapter 15 verse 20. So he got up and went to his father. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion for him. He ran to his son, threw his arms around him, and kissed him. This young man got up, and I want you to notice that this is key that you notice this. He got up and he went to his father. He didn't go back to his old friends. He didn't go back to the wild life. He didn't get up and go back to the old habits. He didn't get up and go back to his old girlfriend or old boyfriend. He didn't get up and go in the wrong direction. He got up and he went back to his father. This is so huge because a comeback story is almost just impossible without Jesus. You have to get up and go in God's direction. You say, Pastor, why is this so important? Because whenever we end up in a pig pen in any area of our life, it's because we went in the wrong direction away from God. And when we come to our senses and we decide to get up, 
we got to take a step in God's direction. And friends, let me tell you about your heavenly father. When the young man started going in his father's direction, the Bible says that the father took off running to meet his son and he hugged him and he embraced him. He threw a party. He loved him. God wants you to make a comeback more than you want to make a comeback, but you got to get up and go in the right direction. You got to get up and go in God's direction. Listen, if you'll go in God's direction today, he's going to come running after you. He's going to save you. He's going to help you. He's going to encourage you. He's going to give you a comeback, but you got to go in God's direction. I don't care the mistake. Get up and go back to God. Get up and go to God. He loves you. He has a plan for you. I don't care the mistake. Get up and you start taking steps in God's direction today and watch him run your direction with love, with grace, with mercy, with forgiveness, with a plan today is your day.